0: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of B in the Morning. This is episode number fifty-one. I'm Brett Williams, joined today by my co-host Gavin Chouse. Uh Gavin, how you doing? I'm um, doing good. I've uh, been sick the past couple of days, so the episode's out um,
1: just a little bit late, but feeling a little bit better. So excited to be back.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna switch things up a little bit for you guys. Uh, we're always trying to evolve this uh, so we can make it better. We've got a couple of topics here we're going to discuss, make it more like a professional-like show that you'd see, like on ESPN. Uh, we normally would have our pick 'em still, but we're going to skip out on that this week, and we'll resume it again uh, next week. I, I still am keeping track of my record. I've still done every game, so we'll, uh, we'll talk about our final records uh, or our, how our records are looking next week. But just know we are still doing that. We'll start that again next week. But we're going to go ahead and start things off with – Reviewing the Chiefs game and the Steelers game. We'll start with the Chiefs. They're coming off a 30-24 win over the Houston Texans. This was a game in which uh, the Chiefs probably should have played a little better. Uh, this game probably should not have gone to overtime. And if you look at the stats, this game, you don't really know how it was so close. The Chiefs were able to put up 502 total yards on the Texans to their 219. They had 313 passing yards to the Texans 125 and by the way, Patrick Mahomes had Patrick Mahomes had a really good game. He threw 41 passes and completed 36 best completion percentage in NFL history by a quarterback who threw over 40 passes and 336 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, They outrushed him 189 yards to 94 and 33 first downs to 18, so they're moving the ball a lot better than the Texans were as well. They ran 76 total plays to the Texans 58. But the one thing that the Chiefs did not do very well, well, there was two things actually. They got a ton of penalties that extended Texans drives, and they fumbled the ball twice, and that set up that set up the Texans in good field position. And you can't do that, and especially paired with the way that the Chiefs' uh, their defense does not generate very many turnovers at all. The only turnover they they got was actually a big one. They got that fumble on Davis Mills that set up the jerk McKinnon touchdown. So that was that was at a good time. But other than that, this defense got a lot of penalties that extend that extended drives for the Texans and they turned the ball over. And that's a thing that the Chiefs have to clean up going into the playoffs because they're not gonna be able to go into uh they're not going to be able to go into the playoffs and fumble the ball twice, set up their opponent in that good field position, and get ten penalties for that amount to one hundred and two yards. That's just not that's not good football. They need to clean it up. I know a lot of people will uh, will blame Carl Sheffers, and I'm I'm not going to say the ref- officiating was good in this game because it was not good at all. But the Chiefs' corners are some of the handsiest corners in the NFL, and when a game is being called this close it leaves them susceptible to, to a lot of to a lot of play call or to a lot of uh, penalties called on them. And that's what we saw in this game. And hopefully the Chiefs could get some referees that are a little bit more lax on their penalty calls. Because if not, we could see a game where the Chiefs really get lit up with penalties and it cost them a playoff game. Uh, glad they won. They uh, clinched the AFC West for the seventh year in a row. Glad they were, they were able to celebrate that. There were some Chiefs fans that were saying they shouldn't celebrate this win. Like, come on! They've they clinched the playoff seven, or clinched the AFC West seven years in a row. That they weren't celebrating this win; they were celebrating the fact that they have dominated the AFC West for so long. But anyway, glad they got the win, and glad they clinched the AFC West.
1: Yeah, She's um, played played average. Patrick uh, Mahomes obviously looked impressive, uh, but on the Steelers game, uh, sorry, the Steelers played. Uh, the definition of average, um, not really, uh, no stats really jumped out at the page at you. Trubisky, um, was our starting quarterback is pick. It was on concussion protocol this week. Uh, he goes 17 for 22. It's 179 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, a rushing attack was really well. Um, Najee Harrison, uh, Warren, Um, ran the ball really well, um, each uh, getting a touchdown. But honestly, if you look at the receiving, Deontay Johnson had 10 receptions, and the next best was George Pickens at two, uh, which I think that means that uh, Matt Canada obviously does not trust Mitch Trubisky to throw the ball all that much. Um, But going into next week, Kitty Pickett will be the starter um, as they play the uh, Raiders on Christmas Eve, um, so hopefully look to be better and uh, offense look to be more explosive with Kitty Pickett back in.
0: Yeah, Kenny Pickett definitely spreads the ball around a lot more. You see George Pickens uh, in that involved a lot more when Pickett's throwing the ball uh, over Mr. Bisky. And the the Panthers are a team. Uh, when I was making picks for for this past week, I actually picked the Panthers to win this game. But the thing the Steelers did well was take away the rushing attack. That's what the Panthers want to do is run the ball. And the Steelers held him 21 total, total rushing yards. And Sam Darnold, I'm sorry, but he's not going to go out and win the game for you. Uh, he's a game manager. But the leading rusher for the Panthers was Chuba Hubbard with five, with four carries and 10 yards. And F- Dante Foreman had 10 carries for a total of nine yards in this game. Uh, the Steelers did a good job. Defensively taking away the run game, and uh, there was a good showing by their by their run defense, and they took away the primary attack the Panthers wanted to wanted to get going in this game, and that's why they were able to uh, to win. And even though they're slim, the the Steelers hang on to their their very slim playoff hopes. Absolutely. So we'll go ahead and get into our first uh, our first discussion here. Uh, it's actually set what what, what happened in, in this one. We were going to discuss whether or not we thought the Eagles would and whether they should play Jalen Hurts Saturday in a big divisional game against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, They're not going to play him. Uh, Gardner Minshew is going to be the starter. Is Gavin, what are your thoughts on that? Right call or is it, or wrong call?
1: Honestly, I think it's right, call. I think it's better to play it safe than sorry, uh, especially going into the playoffs. Uh, I believe they have the playoff spot clinched, um, so I don't, I don't really see a need. Um, I mean, if you really believe that your team, yeah, buy helps. But um, if you truly believe that your team, a buy is not the worst thing in the world.
0: Yeah, I actually, I actually agree. Uh, Jalen Hurts is dealing with a shoulder uh, strain. And he, honestly, I don't know, we don't really know much about it. I don't know how serious it is. So I think it's the right call to sit in. The Eagles have clinched a playoff spot. They are have, They're they going to have to work a little bit to uh, to clinch their division. The Cowboys are still alive in that. Eagles are 13-1, and one, Cowboys are 10-4. and four. But honestly, Gardner Minshew is not that bad of a backup. I think the, the Eagles still have a chance with Gardner Minshew to win this game, but even if you don't, you are even if you don't win, which I do think the Cowboys win this game, uh, I think that I think that the Eagles are still in the drive. Well, the Eagles are still in the driver's seat to to clinch that number one seed and get that first round bye. So it's just it's like you said, it's it's better to keep him safe now and sit him out, even if this is a really big game that you really want. It's going to be a uh, it's gonna it the, the risk is not is is way bigger than their reward because you could still clinch that number one that number one seed even if he still even if they lose because that's still two losses and say Jalen Hurts comes back into the next week or they or he uh, he doesn't uh, or he's out a bit longer I still think the Eagles can pick up some wins not sure what the rest of their schedule looks like but I think they could still pick up some wins with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback. Um, So, yeah, I think it's the right call. Nick Sirianni tried to delay it as much as he could, but I think they kind of knew from the beginning that he was going to be out because I think they were just trying to make it see the Cowboys had to game plan against Jalen Hurts for as long as they could. Uh, Yeah. The interesting thing will be is if – because some people were discussing if he plays the rest of the season. To me, that's a little bit too long. If you can get him back before the end of the season, I think you need to play him because there's still – if they get the bye, that's still four or five weeks. Jalen Hurts sitting and not playing football. I think that's too long. What do you think, Evan? No, I 100% agree. I don't think, I think after that, um, at that point, when you're sitting them out that long, I think that's a little bit too much. Um, so, like you said, I mean, just give him a week, uh, two weeks to relax and heal that shoulder as much as he can before going into the playoffs. Yeah, and sticking with the same team here, the Dallas Cowboys, or the team the Eagles are playing, the Dallas Cowboys, they lose a on a crucial pick six against the Jags. Um, they are now 10-4, and four, and this is something that I've, it's just, I'm not saying anything other than this is kind of a trend that we see in the Cowboys. They they play really well all season long, and they, st- what's that? I didn't say anything. Oh. And they and they uh, they they uh, they play well in the regular season, and then they get into the playoffs, and they just this stuff like this happens, and we're already seeing it, and we're still in the regular season. So, Gavin do you think the Dallas Cowboys can win the Super Bowl? See, I, I don't know about this Super Bowl. Uh, their the rest of their schedule, they go they play the Eagles, uh, and then they go to Tennessee and play the Titans, and then they go to. Washington play the Commanders, so I I honestly I think they win out. So I think they end the season thirteen and four. Um, and then I can see them making a playoff push. I don't see them beating the Eagles come playoff time. I don't. So. No, I don't see them winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, so if they do win out, that basically they'll have the winner of the NFC South, which they should they should win that game. They'll have to be; it'll be a road game, but they should have they should be able to to win that game. And then if the 49ers and Vikings win, which is not guaranteed, they'll have the Eagles in the division in the divisional round. But even if it's not in the divisional round, they will have to play the Eagles either in the divisional or NFC Championship, no matter how it shakes out. Because I I don't think the Eagles are losing in the divisional and. I think they have the. I think they have the talent to win the Super Bowl. I really do think they can, or I do think they have the talent to. But this is just the Dallas Cowboys, and we see it all the time. We've seen it since they had that run of success in the '90s. What what can go wrong in the playoffs does go wrong for the Dallas Cowboys. It just until I see something different, I just I don't think the the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. And I don't know if Cowboys want to hear this or not, but I think a lot of it's on Dak. I don't think Dax is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback at all. Uh, I would agree with that statement. I it, would. He had, I think, two interceptions against the uh, the Jags, and he, he's he's throwing at least a pick in, what, like five or six straight games, something like that. It's, yeah. And you're not going to be able to do that on the on a team like the Philadelphia Eagles because they haven't turned the ball over much all season long. And especially against the 49ers, you're not going to be able to do that because they're going to be safe with it and run it. Christian McCaffrey is not really a fumble machine and either is Debo Samuel. I don't I just don't think the Cowboys are going to be the are going to I think they can make it to the NFC championship. That's the farthest they can they can make it. I don't even think they can make the Super Bowl. I think they'll lose to either the Eagles or 49ers. They're not going to be either one of those teams. I would agree. I would agree with that. I definitely think they'll beat the Vikings and the Bucks. Uh, if they, I know they will have to play the Buccaneers. If the Buccaneers win the NFC South, which surely they will, but and I think they can beat the Vikings too. But I don't know, man. These other two, these other two top tier teams in the NFC, I just don't think they can beat them. I would agree. I
1: would one hundred percent agree with
0: that. So we're gonna we're gonna pivot over to the Chiefs now. Uh, it's been two straight weeks. They 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 won thirty four to twenty eight against the. Uh, against the Broncos, gave up the most points that the Broncos have scored all season. And then an overtime win 34, 28 over the, uh, or sorry, another overtime win against the, uh, against the uh, Texans. And so it's been two close two really close games for the chiefs here that they probably shouldn't have had. Uh, Gavin, I'm going to ask you, are the chiefs in trouble or are they just kind of coasting along into the playoffs? I think, I think, Co-seasoning in trouble. Um, you know, obviously nothing has changed from the beginning of the year. Um, so I
1: think, I think yeah, a lot of Chiefs fans are bandwagon, so they probably think they're in trouble. But um, obviously nothing has changed from the beginning of the year. Um, they finish out the schedule by playing the Seahawks, uh, the Broncos, and then the Raiders. And so like the uh, like the Cowboys, I think they go ahead and win out. Um and I think they're the best team in the AFC
0: regardless of the past two weeks. Um, so no, I do not believe they are in trouble. Yeah, so the Chiefs out of I think there's three teams who are realistically in play for the one seed in the AFC. It's the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals, and the Bills and Bengals actually play each other. So whoever loses that game is most likely out of the race. The Bills would still have a chance if the Chiefs lost again, but if the Bengals lose that game, then they're basically out of the race because they have to make up two games, um, but here, I, I agree with you. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are have a, have a good chance for the one seed, and then they just have to win two home games, and then they're in the Super Bowl. So that's 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 a good thing. The problem there's some red flags with this team that I'm seeing, and it's that they sometimes turn the ball over and on offense, and they kind of keep teams in it and on defense they do not turn the ball over and i know that's that's maybe not i don't know i think it's i think that's important i think a a a mark of a really good defense is you know how many yards they give up how many points they give up but also can they can they generate turnovers because they you need to have playmakers on your defense that give your give your offense a chance to put more points up on the board and they can get they can get off the field on third down they can they can make big plays, and the Chiefs don't do that. They couldn't get over. They couldn't get off the field on third down against the Houston Texans. They couldn't. They couldn't turn the Houston Texans over until the very end of the game in overtime. And I mean, it's Davis Mills. Like it's Davis Mills carrying the football. I'm, that, that's not a, a Josh Allen or Joe Burrow that you're going to see in the playoffs. I'm, I'm not. I'm not necessarily worried. I'm just saying there's some red flags that I'm paying attention for because we, we've seen it. We saw it in the AFC Championship last year. They couldn't sack Joe Burrow. They couldn't get off the field on third down. And it it came back to bite them. They gave up a twenty one to three lead at halftime. Not saying I'm worried, but I'm saying I'm just looking out to see if it's going to happen again because it's just eerily similar to stuff we saw last season. Yeah, no, I, I I get what you're saying. I
1: think I think they'll be fine. I think they are a playoff team. Um, you know, um, they play better in the playoffs. Um, typically, um, and so, so I, am not worried, but as a Chiefs fan, I get, um, your concerns, so.
0: Oh yeah, they're definitely, uh, they definitely, sh- I think they play their best games in the big games when it, when it matters most. We saw it last year, they played, they basically took the Bills' best shot, the Bills made no mistakes and Chiefs just got them by, basically, Yeah. basically got them by a coin toss and, uh, Sorry about that. I don't think you heard that, okay. Gavin. But I, my phone just went nuts. Uh, okay, so let me let me recalibrate here. <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, they took the Bills' best shot and just edged them out because they. I mean, you could say they would have got the stop at overtime, but I mean, I, I'm not going to say they they for sure would have based based off how that game was going. So I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm definitely not worried about this team. I just hope they can they can. Get these things tightened up right before the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll go back to the NFC here. Packers get a big win over the Rams to keep their playoff hopes alive. On Monday Night Football. It's gonna be an uphill battle. Uh, let me just let me just pull up the rest of their schedule real quick. Unless unless you've got it, I've got it. Okay. Tell me the Packers remaining games. I know they play. I know they play the Dolphins this 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 week, but I'm not sure their next two games. So they played the Dolphins. And then they play the
1: Vikings um, at home, and then they play the Lions
0: at home. So yeah, uphill battle. That those are three solid teams, and realistically, the li- yes. or the Lions have a chance to be a playoff team too. But for sure, two playoff games. So, do you think they can run the table and get to the playoffs?
1: I think I think they they lose to the Dolphins on Christmas. They lose to the Vikings, and then. Um, honestly, I can see Rogers not playing against the Lions and then, and then, uh, still beating the Lions, but I, 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 don't see him running the table. Honestly, I don't.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing they, they have to, in order to get into the playoffs, uh, they, they have to win out and then they have to get some help too, in order to make the playoffs. Uh, and yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's possible because I know they've got Rogers, but. I honestly don't think they would get the win this week against the Dolphins. It's going to be in Miami. Dolphins desperately need a win. They've lost three in a row already. And yeah. they're, they're starting to rely on the run game a bit more, which I think is a good thing, especially against a team like the, the Packers because the Packers don't really defend the run that well. They might be able to slow down Tyreek Hill with Jair Alexander, but they've got they've got uh, Jalen Waddell across the field from him, and that's going to be a problem for him because I just don't see him being able to stop both of them, plus the run game that they kind of leaned a little bit heavy on in that Bills game when it was bad weather. But I do think they'll they'll rely on it even more uh, this week because they saw that it that it worked for them, and they, they took the Bills to the limit. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't even know if they can beat the Vikings or the Lions, to be honest. I, I I think they they drop two games. Aaron Rodgers doesn't play in the last game, and they drop it to the Lions. Yeah, I I think I agree because once they lose one game, they're done. I think he might play against the Vikings just to see, just because. I mean, maybe he won't if they're out, but uh, maybe they'll just sit him and put Jordan Love in there since there yeah. since there's no shot. But yeah, I don't know. And Jordan Love is such a unknown commodity right now because of he hasn't really played that much and. He looked. He looked. The
1: last time he, played, he played well. It's just like the times before. He didn't
0: play well. Yeah, he did look. He did look improved from from last season. I know he played a full game against the Chiefs, and oh man, he he, he didn't look good at all. And but this year against the Eagles and his limited snaps, he he did look. uh He didn't look too bad. So I, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. They need to. They need to win out in order to have a chance. And I just—it's just not looking very likely right now. Uh, so that's it for the NFL. Well, we have a couple here that we want to discuss NBA-wise. We'll go ahead and hop into it. Talk about talk about Zach Levine. He is reportedly not getting along with Bulls backstage uh, or like front office people, uh, and maybe the coaching staff too. And is allegedly trying to force a trade to the Lakers. Gavin, do you think this is feasible? And if so, does it put the Lakers in title contention? See, I I don't know what the Lakers um,
1: would give up that the Bulls would be happy with. I mean, obviously, the Lakers are 100% okay with giving up Russell Westbrook. Um, I'm not 100% sure what their picks are, but it would definitely have to be a hefty package, I feel like, for... Um, Levine to go to the Lakers Um, and and honestly I don't I don't see the Bulls wanting Westbrook at all Um, so I mean it would it would have to be a package of uh, different players but I I just don't see this happening if it did um, I I don't know how Levine would look in that Lakers offense um, because We've seen LeBron thrive with more of a sh- shooter um, type offense around him, and Levine's not known for his shooting. Um, so, so it'd be interesting. Um, I, I don't think I don't think it makes much of a difference, honestly, if you swap Levine and Westbrook.
0: So I I agree. The trade package is going to be weird because the Bulls are probably going to have to take on Russell Westbrook's salary. They're 13 and 18, 11th in the East. Really depends on how much they want to get rid of him and if they think they can, you know, make a move and get this team out of the out of the eleven spot. If they think that they, you know, this season's over and they're not going to be able to do much, I think they could. They'll they'll take on his Russell Westbrook's salary, maybe get a pick from the Lakers in, uh, in as well. So Lakers have like two first round picks. So it's like twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty nine. They can give up. If I'm the Lakers, though, I gave up all my picks. <laughs> to the Pelicans, and those are looking like that might have been a mistake. I mean, getting AD to win the championship obviously was not a mistake, but those picks now are looking really, really valuable if the Lakers stay where they are. So I'm not sure that I want to give up those those two first-rounders. If it happens, though, I think it could work for the Lakers, and here's why. You know, right now LeBron and AD have to do everything. They have to absolutely carry this team on offense because they have no other playmakers, nobody else that can get – that can get buckets for him. Russell Westbrook was supposed to be that. Russell Westbrook was supposed to be the guy that could, you know, whenever – if if Anthony Davis or LeBron or maybe both of them was injured, they'll still be competitive. They'll still win games because they had this guy who can go out and get buckets and, you know, still score, carry the, carry the load of the yeah. offense. And Russell Westbrook did not live up to the hype of that. I think Zach Levine could. Uh, he's averaging like 25 points this season, something like that. And – while he uh, is known for the highlight dunks and the drives and stuff, he can knock down the three ball and he gets space the floor with, in which is what this team needs. I think he could do that, and I think that, I think he could fit in this offense a lot better than Russell Westbrook could, uh, or Patrick Beverly. I really do believe that he was. I mean, he, not, he may not be the best fit, but I mean, how how much worse could it be than what they currently have?
1: Yeah, no, that that's definitely true. That's
0: definitely true. I don't know that I would do it personally as a as the Lakers, but honestly, you got to do as much as you can to maximize LeBron James' window because he's only got so many years left in his career. So it may be a risk they're willing to take, especially from a team that they are going to, uh, especially from a team that may be willing to take on that Russell Westbrook salary. And honestly, I don't see Zach Levine as the best fit for this team anyway, but this is, this is gaining a little bit of, a little bit of traction in on the rumor mill so we had to discuss it.'ll uh, we'll wrap up with the we'll wrap up with the with the nets uh, they've been on a tear they they are currently sitting at 20 and 12 and fourth in the east and they're only behind the Cavaliers Celtics and Bucks who are the cream of the crop right now. those are the only teams that they're behind. Are they finally reaching the level that that we thought they could reach when they traded for Ben Simmons last season?
1: Honestly, I think so. Um, last night against the Warriors, they scored 91 points in the first half. Yeah, uh, and, and, and that was that's what we thought this Brooklyn Nets team would be. Um, Even going
0: back to when Harden was
1: there, we thought this team was going to put up um, just the most insane amount of points that it would not matter what the other team um, scored, that they were just going to score more points. Um, regardless of the defense. And that's that's what I feel like we're seeing here. Uh, we're just seeing sorry, um, many amount of points, um and and just going out there and, and scoring points regardless of what the defense brings to you night tonight. So yeah, I do think this Nets team is what we always thought it could be. Um hopefully
0: hopefully they continue it because I've been on the Nets train since the very beginning, so yeah, I thought the Nets could were going to be a really good team when they traded for Simmons. Like we saw with with Harden, their defense was terrible. They couldn't stop anything. Simmons obviously is known for his defense. He added some size to the team, and they they're right they're right now are on a seven game win streak. They've won nine of their last uh, ten, and so I think they're finally reaching their potential. Here is the thing that scares me about this team: is that they can't seem to stay on the floor. Kevin Durant. Uh, ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and especially Kyrie and Ben Simmons, they have some history of missing games, and I, that scares me about the team because I think that all three of these guys have to be on the floor in order for this team to have a chance at winning the at winning the uh, NBA championship. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with that. I think, I think if this team can get healthy through the playoffs, they will win the championship. You think if they stay healthy, they're they're going to win the championship? I would say I would go as far as saying that yes. Okay. Uh, I just I don't know if I can go that far because I think the Bucks and Celtics are really good. Uh, the Celtics have been on a little bit of a cold streak, honestly, though, losing three straight. But I do think they can take either one of those teams to a six-seven game series. I got to I got to see it a little bit longer, though. I got to see it a little bit more. That's fair. That's fair. Because. Kevin Durant, one, has to play at an MVP level for this team to be good to be as good as they can be. It has to be on Kevin Durant to play at an MVP-like level. And then Kyrie, Ben Simmons have to stay healthy. And they've got good role players, but those role players have to keep playing at the level they've been playing at, keep knock, knocking down shots. And then we might see a, a finals run by the Nets. That's
1: fair.
0: That's fair. All right, so I think that's all we've got. Uh, Gavin, any final thoughts? I have no final thoughts. Thank you guys for
1: staying patient. Um, and, you know, hopefully next semester I'll get into a new new place. So um, we'll, I'll be recording more for you guys and we can bring you more video episodes.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're going to keep this kind of format. Next week we'll have the NFL pick them. Uh, but we're going to stick with this format of just picking some different uh, topics to just discuss. So you can hear a little bit more of our opinions. Uh, like we said, I want to keep evolving this, uh, keep giving us feedback just so we can make this better. Uh, we're trying out new things all the time just to see what, what makes this the best. Uh, sorry for if you uh, hit your volume up kind of high earlier. <laughs> I don't know what the heck was going on with my phone earlier, but uh, sorry if you that was really loud for you. But anyway, we will uh, thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next week.